The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray and I kick off the wrestling week with a very important discussion about social media and also break down the state of the women's division in the WWE as we get closer to SummerSlam in Toronto. The worst parts of our social media age took center stage in the wrestling world this weekend as both Renee Young of the WWE and Brandi Rhodes of All Elite Wrestling were subject to abuse from fans on Twitter. Bully and I break down the incidents and discuss why social media has become a cancer to the wrestling community. Plus, WWE Hall of Famer Trish Stratus will be at SmackDown this Tuesday, and SmackDown Women's Champion Bayley wants to meet her in the ring. We'll discuss if that's the right move heading into SummerSlam and break down the state of the women's division in the WWE. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. And it kind of started so innocently. And it started with a tweet that Renee Young made. Okay? And this was on Saturday. Saturday afternoon, she tweets out, I would love I would love it if adult men would stop tucking their ears into their baseball hats. That's a pretty opinion. She doesn't really like when grown men tuck their ears into their baseball caps. I mean... I mean, I haven't seen anybody do that since Little League, but okay, I guess she came across a picture. Now, as you know, and you mentioned before, Bully, uh, Renee Young, I guess it was roughly like 10 months ago, she took over the commentary duties from Jonathan Coachman. Yep. And she's done a good job. You know, obviously, she's never really been put in that position for a long period of time. She was mostly hosting shows backstage, and I, I think overall she's done a— Pretty damn good job since she took over the commentary, correct? Just really quick before you go forward, yep. since the first day we ever saw De- Renee Young, up until she got to announce table, would she say? Would you say she was poor, fair, good, or great? great. Before she got to the announce table, great. Okay, so she's great. Now she gets transferred to the announce table, which is a completely different world, right? Yep. Very, very difficult job. I think she's doing fair to good so far. Yeah, I, I, I think I, that's an honest assessment, but, and and that's fine. Yeah, like because she, you know, hey, it's tough to be to do one thing to be thrown into a position. You're not going to become great overnight. Exactly, it's it's impossible. And like you said, this is less than a year. So I would say, you know what? I think that's a fair assessment by you, bully. But also the process of going in there, doing something, a lot of pressure live on Monday nights. 
you know, that alone is enough for a lot of people to crumble and not be able to do it. And I think she's done a really good job of handling the situation. Like you said, hey, good is about as best as you can expect 10 months into doing a job that's completely different than anything you've been able to do before. And based on her first couple of years in the company and how great of a job she has done, there's no reason for us to believe that with more time at that desk, she cannot become great at the desk also. Yeah, I... I, I because I, that's I, how talented she is. She's extremely talented. So anyway, so she makes that, okay? Then somebody comes out on social media to reply and says, I would love it if WWE would stop putting shitty announcers on their shows. Maura and Nigel are the only good ones. Obviously a shot on Renee Young. So Renee fires back. Probably not the best thing to do. You know, you never really want to fire back. But as you said before to Bully, this happens all the time. At, at, at some point, you probably have had enough and you feel the need. You know what? I usually don't do this, but I'm going to fire back. And she did. And she said, and the checks just keep coming in with a bunch of emojis, like with a little kiss and a smiley face, kind of having a fun nature to the tone of taking a shitty comment from some asshole fan and kind of trying to turn around and make it cute. But then another fan chimes in. You know, I've watched Rollins go from babyface to no one likes you by accident talking about money. We get it. You have a high-paying public job. Cool story, sis. Perhaps the WWE should hold a class on how not to sound like an asshole in public. She made like a cucumber. Even put the emojis in. Emojis should make everything okay. If you're putting a <laughs> smiley face emoji, that makes everything okay. And then Renee chimed in again, said, here's the truth. I know I'm not great on commentary, but it's my job. I try to get better each week. People love to tell me how bad I am as if I think I'm great at it. So I should just quit? What would that say about me? Not easy to learn a skill on a gigantic global TV show. Amazing, amazing tweet by Renee Youngbully. And brutally honest. Yeah. What, what, what else could you ask for? She's admitting that, yeah, I might not be the best in the world at this, but I'm trying my hardest. And I have enough confidence in myself that I'm going to get better and better as the weeks go on. What else could you possibly ask for? You know what the problem is with all these social media people taking shots at people like Renee Young or any other people in the wrestling business? There's no consequences, Dave. There's no consequences. They sit there behind their, you know, on their Twitter or their Instagram, whatever, wherever they are, are tweeting from or, yeah. or, or, or speaking from or texting from. And they say whatever they want to say without consequences. Because 99.9% .9 of these fans who are being negative towards people like Renee Young on social media would never have the audacity to say it to their face. Never. And here's the thing that bothers me, Bully, though. It's completely out of context. It's not like Renee Young sent out a tweet saying, you know what? I can't wait for Monday. I am so good at what I do. I'm just the best commentator out there. Of course, you make a comment like that, people are going to respond. She's talking about something fun that she must have seen over the weekend. You know, somebody must have had their ears tucked into their cap, and she made a little joke. And then people felt the need, just because she put something out on social media, to hammer her on what she does for a living and what she does on Monday night. By the way, that none of these people probably would be able to do 
You know, it's one thing like it's one thing for me to make a shot or somebody to take a shot at me that's a talk show host. But like all these people that are taking shots at Renee Young, they don't do what she does. Wouldn't be able to be able to do what she does. So how, why do they feel the need to be so cruel and mean on social media? And one of the things that I also noticed on social media, and, and this is part of the problem also is, I believe Taz came to the defense of Renee a little bit because people were accusing Renee of saying um, only what Vince McMahon told her to say and nothing more. And Taz is like, listen, I've been there. Vince produces you, but he doesn't tell you line for line what to say. And then you had people going back at so Taz on social media saying, you're full of crap. That's not the way it is. Vince is in your guy's ear, and he's basically using you as a puppet. Here are fans. Taz has worked behind the commentary desk for WWE for eight years. I believe he called seven WrestleManias. He is giving you firsthand um, factual, um, not advice, he's giving you factual uh, scenarios, telling you exactly what it's like to be behind the announce desk. But the fans who are coming back at Taz are choosing to uh, uh, believe what they read in dirt sheets about what the experience is like. So whether it's Renee Young having to deal with with the negativity or fans responding to a guy like Taz saying, no, that's not the way it is. We know the way it is because this is what we read in dirt sheets. It's becoming an epidemic. Yeah. It almost feels to me like pro wrestling is in stage four because of social media. Yeah, I I agree, and 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 I read those comments too. Like people are actually arguing with Taz that Taz doesn't know what he's talking about when it comes to commentary. Like like these people know Taz, like you said, has done it. He did it with Impact. He did it with the WWE. The guy knows what it's like. He knows what it's like to have producers talking in your ear and Vince McMahon talking your in your ear. And people are actually telling Taz that you don't know what you're talking about. It's insane that fans actually think like they know what's going on. People like you, Bully, who has been there, done that Hall of Famer, you try to educate the fan. You try to educate me as a host of what goes on. But it still doesn't make me... I I still would not be able to go on the air and tell you exactly what happens. You know why? Because I've never done it. I can't tell you what it's like to step into a squared circle and wrestle a match. You know why? Because I've never wrestled the match. I can't come on the air and tell you what it's like being a commentator on Monday Night Raw. Because I've never been a commentator on Monday Night Raw. So how can I do that? And then a fan is actually telling Taz that he's wrong? It's insane. Insane. No consequences. They sit there and they say whatever they want and they just get away with it. And as far as the Taz situation or any other wrestler situation, you talk about me on the show, I would consider it a disservice to our listeners if I wasn't 100% factually honest with everything I tell them about my experiences or the way things happen in wrestling. That's that's what I'm here for. I'm, I'm here to tell you to take you behind the curtain and give you an honest assessment not 
what some dirt sheet guys hear from somebody else. And this guy told this guy, and then this guy told this guy, and then, oh, I got some information. No, what I give you is firsthand based on experience and facts. If I tell you a Vince McMahon story, it's because it happened in front of my face, not because I heard it from somebody who heard it from the janitor. And and this is where it, we're in a tough spot right now. Like you just said, this is this is DefCon Five when it comes to fandom right now in pro wrestling. No, and no, 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 no. I used Stage Four for a reason, and I use Stage Four for a reason because it is becoming like a cancer. That's a good point, bully. Wrestling social media has become a cancer. You use DefCon. DefCon means war. Social media is a cancer today with the negativity. It's poison and it's spreading and it's spreading. And there's no reason for it. Listen, you want to go on social media and say, hey, I don't think you had a good match or I'm not entertained by your character or stuff like that. You're welcome to your feedback. This is actually a conversation that I had with Mike Johnson 25 years ago. It's the reason why me and Mike Johnson have a friendly relationship today, because he was a dirt sheet guy who came face to face with a wrestler, and I kind of educated him, and we had a a civil discussion on the respect of the business. I said, Mike, if you want to tell me that you didn't like my match or didn't appreciate the character or something like that, you can say these things. But to question my work ethic or this or to take shots at me personally, there's no point. And, and Mike is one of those guys who now goes out of his way to be very respectful of pro wrestlers and the effort that they put forth. Fans? Do we see the same things in fans? Dave, do, do you have people on social media that tell you you suck? Of course, yes, every day. You think those people would act the same way towards you if they came face to face with you? No, because... What do, what do you think they're going to do? They would probably come up to me, compliment me, and tell me that they love the show. And what what, what does that make those people? Two-faced. It makes them hypocrites. Cowards cowards. and phonies. And I have another term that I like to use in the wrestling business, but I won't use it on the show. Cowards and see you next Tuesdays. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the SiriusXM app. Honestly, what we're talking about is pretty heavy. And we talked about Renee Young and the comments that she was getting over the weekend. Uh, She makes a joke on social media and then she gets all the hate birds coming out and tweeting about how, you know, she's terrible on commentary. It It takes a turn even worse when it comes to Brandy Rhodes, Bully. And this is where, and this is coming off the heels of what Renee Young was talking about. But we kind of got a taste of it last week. And that Brandy Rhodes sent out a tweet about like what they were looking for in a women's wrestler with AEW. And that it's completely against the norm. And it's like, we're, we aren't looking for a cookie cutter. You, we aren't looking for a blonde that's 5'4". Because we need a blonde that's 5'4". We're looking for a Kia Stevens because we need an awesome Kong. And what she's saying that for a long time when it comes to women's wrestling and maybe taking a shot at the WWE, they looked for a certain type of wrestler. 5'4", blonde, hot. But who fits that description? Well, I mean, 
I think it was just kind of like a, a random kind of vague comment by Brandy Rhodes. So what I, was she saying that she's not? There weren't looking for uh, TNA type girls. Yeah, and I don't. And I don't mean the 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 the, the company TNA. I'm talking about you know. The other TNA. Yeah, I mean that's what she's saying. Yeah, that they're not they're not looking for like a cookie cutter type of a wrestler. That for a long time, let's face it, bully in the WWE, you didn't even know how to wrestle. It didn't like, matter. Di- like Diva Search Girl. Yes. Okay. I think that's what Brandy was saying. Now, was that the best tweet to put out? I don't know. I I mean, when I read it, I knew what she was talking about. Some people took offense to it. Did, but, did, did people think that she was speaking about anybody in particular? No, I mean, then you started getting, like, about Charlotte Flair. Because Charlotte Flair's a, you know, Charlotte Flair's a blonde around, you know. I, I think she's taller than 5'4", but, you know. She's you know, almost six feet tall. Yeah, I know. But but people were talking about Charlotte, and people were saying that she was shaming certain types of women. That's not what Brandy was saying. And this is part of the problem with social media, too. But you and I could be having a discussion, but you know by the context of what we're saying and the tone of our voices where we're going. But when you write it out on a tweet, you can't get the tone you don't know the context, and you don't know the conversation. You're just reading the words. So when you throw it out on social media, you're it's coming to the point and also the risk of people taking it a certain way. Well, obviously, they took this the wrong way. They, and they did. But again, as fans, and again, here's the other thing too, Bully. We're but, talk- see, wait, but see, hold on, Dave. When I hear that comment, 5-4, blonde hair, I'm not... I'm not hearing that and thinking to myself that she's taking a shot at anything or anyone in particular. I don't think, I, I, I don't think she's referring to anybody. No. And cause again, again, all you have to do is read the whole tweet. She starts it off with saying, we aren't looking for a cookie cutter, meaning not, we're not looking for a certain type. And then she ends it talking about awesome Kong talking that, Hey, we're, we're looking for everybody. As long as you can do the job in the ring, it doesn't matter what the body type is. We're, we're looking for the best person for the we're job. We're looking for must-see women. We're look, looking for women that could be considered an attraction and not just a generic wrestler. I yes. get it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but then again, people took it a completely different way, and the hate started to spew. So then Brandy yesterday sent out this tweet, and this was early yesterday afternoon. The climate of hate is so strong. It's so sad. So social media is just flooded with hate and people wishing others would fail, die, or likely both. Scary how bitter people have become to spew such vile things. I feel bad and sad for humanity. Disappointing world to be a part of. Then she continues, I get death threats and hate spewed at me daily. I'm not alone. If you have a blue check, you are just preyed upon for no reason. You can't even defend yourself because you're better than that, better than everyone. Is that the way we are treated this way? And people feel okay with themselves at the end of the day. You're sad, bitter, and angry at all the wrong people, people you've never met, never had a conversation with. You hate us and wish we would die. How embarrassing that must be to know how shallow and selfish you are. And I'm telling you right now, what Brandy said, first of all, to get death threats is ridiculous. But she's so right about that blue check. When you have that blue check next to your name, 
it feels like that's like, hey, I can say whatever I want to you, but you're above it, so you can't say anything back to me. Well, maybe some of them feel like they can't say anything back. You can do two things. You can ignore, which is what I choose to do most of the time. And the other time, I fire back. And I will fire back till the end. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM. No car required. Trish Stratus is going to be on King's Court. He's going to be Jerry. She's going to be Jerry Lawler's guest Tuesday on SmackDown. And Bailey called her out, said, I want I want you to challenge me. I want you in the ring. She already has a match that she made for SummerSlam with Ember Moon, but she's also challenging Trish Stratus. What did you think of Bailey's comments over the weekend? I'm not a fan of Bailey challenging Trish Stratus because I, especially after Raw reunion, I don't think any current roster members should be calling out legends. Uh, Trish Stratus is practically retired. She has no business challenging for a women's championship. If anything, Ember deserves that spot because of what she's done on television so far. If you want to use Trish Stratus as an attraction, As I stated last week, I thought the direction that they were going to go in was Trish and Charlotte. And we're going to get a King's Court with Trish Stratus. Maybe we get Trish and Charlotte. Maybe they use Trish to bring back Sasha. Don't know. But as far as Bailey calling out Trish, what's the point, Dave? I mean, other than the business end of it of you need a pay-per-view buy, you need a network subscription buy, and you need to put an ass in a seat. From an in-ring storyline point of view, what good does it do? It doesn't. And, you know, this is, and listen, Trish Stratus, I love Trish Stratus. She was amazing. You know, she has done a lot for women's wrestling. But she went to the Hall of Fame over six years ago, Bully. Like, you know, what we got from this women's division going into WrestleMania 35, think about it. We had the first ever WrestleMania main event representing the women's division with with Ronda with Becky with Charlotte now you can argue till till the day is over about who's better and who's best and who should be on top but think about where we were in April and where we are here in July it's a world difference think about in, in three and a half months I mean, Becky came out of that main event at WrestleMania 35 with two championship titles. She's dropped one, and now Bailey has one. The momentum that she got coming out of 35 for whatever reasons, and we've talked about it at nauseum here, was derailed. But now we have Charlotte Flair without a match. We have Asuka, who's one of the best women's wrestlers, that's in a tag team that seems to be going nowhere. And now we're talking about Bailey. And Trish Stratus in a match? I, I Am I missing something here? Like, I thought we put the past to bed. The future was so bright in this women's division. I don't understand why we feel the need. And this is not a respect to Trish Stratus. It's not a disrespect at all. But I really think that in the women's division, we've closed the book on the past and we moved into the future. Why are we now dipping back into the past again? 
Uh, I I have no idea. And you're right. It's not about Trish because you could substitute Lita, uh, Wendy Richter. Anybody you uh, want. Any women's wrestler from the past. It's about Bailey mentioning and calling out a veteran. It's it's as if Bailey is looking right past Ember Moon by calling out Trish Stratus. And that does absolutely nothing for the current product. And tomorrow will be an interesting day. The Raw reunion popped a rating. They're loading up Raw tonight as good as they possibly can. Tomorrow's rating is going to be very indicative about how current fans feel about the product of today and the product of 20 years ago. Because, Dave, as you said last week, if Raw goes back to its normal rating... Would that be considered a loss? Yes, it would be a considered a loss because you brought everybody back. You got a huge pop in the ratings on Monday. And for it to just fall back, that means that you didn't really accomplish anything on Monday. Because you know what? You really didn't accomplish anything on Monday. Because as we said here on the show, it was great to see everybody. It was a feel-good show. But you could have done that and put over the current roster. They didn't do that. We pointed out how that ending of that show could have been completely different if they were able to to do it here's the thing if you look at the current roster and there's a lot of questions bully and there's a lot of questions if you've made stars if there's any stars that you would you know you would buy a ticket for or buy a pay-per-view for i am just looking right now at the women's division when i look at this women's division of the wwe in my opinion bully it's the best it's ever been ever You could take your Trish and Lita's, and I'm telling you right now, when I look at Charlotte, and I look at Asuka, and I look at Becky Lynch, this is the best the women's division has ever been in the WWE. My opinion, I think it's the best it's ever been. So why do you feel the need to bring back returning legends? Build on the roster that you have. You don't have... You don't have a, a, an opponent for Charlotte, then maybe you should have thinking about building Asuka to have another match with Charlotte Flair. I would buy a ticket for that. I would buy a pay-per-view for that. I was interested in Trish and Lita as a tag team when they did the Evolution pay-per-view, right? Yes. They, didn't they team up? Yeah. That was an attraction match for a specialized pay-per-view showing homage to the women of today and from a couple of years ago. That's fine. Trish Stratus has no business challenging for the women's championship. She's six years removed from the business. What good does it do? Now, as I said, if we're looking at it from a business standpoint, if for some reason SummerSlam needs to sell tickets and they're in a bit of a panic mode, then I get it. Because business of putting asses in seats trumps storyline because you can always get over storyline. You could have Trish at SummerSlam and then forget about her the next day as if it never even happened. So if that's the reason, okay, I kind of get it. Because I have to look at it from a business end also. But in the ring, Bailey calling out Trish is as if she's saying, Ember, who? She already has a match for SummerSlam. Exactly. It's ridiculous. Exactly. I mean, you brought up Asuka. You know how I feel about that. That girl is so far on the back burner, and she does not belong there. If there is one person in my eyes who truly has been underutilized by the WWE you know, since 
WrestleMania or even before that, right? Since uh, no, since uh, the Rumble, right? Yeah, the Rumble was the since the Rumble when she made Becky Lynch tap out. Worst things that could have ever happened to Oscar. Worst thing that could ever happen to. Think about blessing and a curse. Blessing and a curse. It's I. You know, I'll say this, and people might destroy me, which is fine. I'll take it. I'd rather see Bailey against Ember Moon than Bailey against Trish Stratus. One thousand percent. I'm totally on board. Totally on board. Like without question, it, it's I, without a you know blink of the eye, without even thinking about it. I would rather see Bailey in the ring with Ember Moon. Now, if you told me, um, if you told me two months ago that Trish Stratus was coming out of retirement, and Trish Stratus would have showed up on Monday Night Raw and said, "I'm coming out of retirement, and I'm gunning for that women's championship for the seventh, eighth, ninth time, whatever it is," and she said, "But I'm not just coming in here on uh, resting on my laurels of the Hall of Fame. I want to start my way from the bottom and work to the top." And the payoff would have been at SummerSlam. Now I'm on board because now it's a story. Yeah. Now it's something. Now the girls, you know, come in and she's going to work. You know, on a on a, a semi full time basis, but just to pop up to have a match, no, not on board. So I'm hoping that she's not in the match with Bailey. I'm hoping that doesn't turn into a three way because I want to see Bailey versus Ember straight up. If I get Charlotte versus Trish, I'm intrigued because it's an attraction. Yes, but as good as Trish was, and you're and you take seven it from time me, champion, like you said. One Trish is in my top three of all time who of wrestlers who I saw a desire, a willingness, and a burning passion to get better every single time. Trish was a go-getter in the wrestling business. She, no, nobody wanted it more than Trish. She was a, 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 extremely enthusiastic about everything she did. So I never say anything negative about her. But to put her back in, in, in this situation, her against Charlotte, I like. But as great as Charlotte was, I'm sorry, as great as Trish was, Charlotte is light years better. I agree. Light years better wrestler. When we talk about the best wrestlers in the WWE, men and women, Charlotte is top three to five, right, Dave? Yeah. Trish, really, really good. Charlotte, great. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And again, you use the returning legend when you need to get somebody over. You don't need to put this women's division over. They just made it main evented WrestleMania for crying out loud. And with talent like Alexa Bliss and Asuka and Bailey and Becky Lynch and Charlotte, I mean, you do not need to have a returning Hall of Famer to get anybody over. And now you have Ember Moon, who is not on the level of the other wrestlers that I mentioned, but maybe after SummerSlam, you're talking about Ember Moon on the same level as those other wrestlers I just mentioned. Big mistake by the WWE, if in fact it does happen. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the SiriusXM app. Really good conversation on the very, very talented women's division of the WWE right now. And do you really want to put Trish Stratus, a returning legend, into the mix? Bailey calling her out, wanting to challenge her, even though she is the champion, thinks it would elevate 
the women's division and that title. And Bully, in my opinion, you don't need to elevate the women's division anymore. The proof is in the pudding. You just main event at WrestleMania 35. Let me uh, let me ask you this: Bailey versus Trish. If Bailey beats Trish, is Bailey a bigger star in your eyes? Mm, that's a good question. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, beating somebody that retired six years ago does that make you a bigger star? I don't know. Maybe, maybe you some know, people we, would. Okay, so we talked about the rub, mm-hmm. Raw reunion. So, if if Trish came back and was in the match, let's let's say they made it a three way. I'm going to try to keep it as close to what we have as possible because Ember is in the match. They make it a three way, and Bailey pins Trish, which protects Ember. Is Bailey a bigger star on Monday, the following Monday after the pay per view? Yeah, I, th- I she might be bully. Okay, and the reason why is because you're discussing Bailey. I don't know how much discussion Bailey is getting right now. That's putting her in a prime spot on one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year. In Trisha's hometown. Yeah, in Toronto. So, you know what, to answer your question, yes, she would be a bigger star on Monday. But what puts more asses in the seats and garners more intrigue to make you want to spend money? Bailey and Trish or Charlotte and Trish? Charlotte and Trish. Without a doubt. It, now that's an attraction match. But it that's makes... a hall that's a Hall of Famer versus a future Hall of Famer. Charlotte can call herself the Hall of Fame killer. But here's but here's the other thing too that we haven't discussed yet, Bully. Bailey and Trish makes no sense. You're gonna be in Toronto. Are, is anyone gonna be rooting for Bailey in that match in Toronto? No, you see people not rooting for Bailey right now. So that would be putting her in a horrible position. Yes. But we've seen the WWE put talents in bad positions before. Bailey already has the match. Could this be just a ploy somehow, some way? Trish is on TV. Maybe there is a little back and forth. You know, Bailey in a respectful way says, I want to challenge you. Charlotte comes out. I don't have a match. Like you said, I'm the future Hall of Famer. I'm the best wrestler in this division. I want Trish. Then you got Trish and Charlotte. Like in a marquee match in Toronto, nice attraction match. Charlotte's a heel. She should get booed, and she will get booed in Toronto. But but without a doubt, Charlotte has to go over in that match. Trish cannot win in any scenario, any place in Toronto come SummerSlam. Zero. Does nothing for anybody. Trish versus Charlotte, good attraction match. Charlotte over. Has to. Without a doubt. But and, and and becomes a bigger heel for doing it just because it's in Toronto. Now remember, last week I said that this is the direction I thought that they were going to go in, but they may also give you a tiny bit of a swerve. They might give you uh Trish bringing back Sasha, and you might get Sasha versus Charlotte with Trish in the corner. I mean, it's a possibility. And the only reason I bring it up is can we is can we expect Trish to hang with Charlotte? I'm sure that the match can be designed in a way where she would be able to hang with Charlotte, but I think that would be asking Charlotte to work down a little bit just because Trish hasn't been in the ring in a long time in a singles match. 
And and I think it's a good question for the nation. I want to get the nation's take. 877-344-4893, 877-FIGHT93. Is that a match you want to see when you have talents like Alexa Bliss and you have talents like Sasha Banks who is saying that she wasn't getting an opportunity and she's been off of TV? Or even an Oscar who's in a tag with Kari Sane where it really doesn't seem to be going anywhere because the Iconics, it's more of a story-driven, fun thing where Asuka should be in the in in the ring actually wrestling. I'd rather see any of those wrestlers on that platform than a Trish Stratus. But I'm wondering, Bully, if the nation feels the same way. Let's go out to the nation. Let's go to Steve in Pennsylvania. Steve, what did you want to say about the women's division? Hey, guys. I think you guys touched up on it just then. Uh, I think this is a brilliant move on uh, on Bailey's part to disagree with you guys a little bit. Uh, I think it's, it's more of becoming a thing of a – a uh, champion overlooking a tough challenger, uh, maybe setting something up with uh, Ember Moon winning and Bailey getting too overconfident. I think it was more of a uh, like a red herring type of thing. And uh, I think the Charlotte and uh, uh, Trish Stratus thing needs to happen as well, uh, especially with him being Toronto. Um, I think I think the Bailey and, and uh, Trish Stratus thing needs to stay far away from uh, what needs to happen. Well, Steve, and, and, and thanks for the phone call. Maybe that is. Maybe this is buying into the storyline a little bit. But what Bully said is I 100% agree with. We're two weeks away from SummerSlam. In these two weeks, you really got to build up Ember Moon as much as possible. Because Ember Moon is somebody who's forgotten on the main roster. She was out for a while, and she wasn't being used. And then you throw her in the match on a major pay-per-view, they should really be building Ember Moon up. And again, that those comments from Bailey, that's putting the emphasis on Trish Stratus and not on Ember Moon. I, and I think that's a big mistake by the WWE bully. Coming out of last week, they need to focus on their talent that is there now. And they need to build their talent that is there now. This is why I had such a problem with Raw Reunion. They didn't utilize it enough to... Yeah, they utilized it for Bray... That was good. Did the Usos really get the rub from Rikishi? No. Did the Revival really get the rub from Devon? No. The only person that really truly benefited was Bray Wyatt. I need to see the WWE put a full, conscious, 1,000% effort into getting everybody over in the company right now to the same level that others were over in the past. And you don't do it by having Bailey overlook Ember Moon and start talking about Trish Stratus. To me, in my opinion, it's just not smart. Yeah, I totally agree. Let's go out to Doug in Virginia. Doug, what did you want to say about Charlotte? You know, a few years ago, if you remember, Angle would come out and challenge people. One guy he challenged was what, John Cena? Or John Cena stepped up to him. Why can't they do that with Charlotte? You have all these women in NXT Charlotte could come out and say she's been through everybody on the roster who's left and bring up some talent from NXT and challenge her for once. Oh, and Doug, we're losing you. I mean, I mean, I, I would think that's what's going to happen. But again, you only have two weeks until SummerSlam. And Charlotte, who's, to me, the best wrestler on the roster, doesn't have a, doesn't have a match for the second biggest pay-per-view of your calendar year. And that's why you'll most likely get Trish Stratus because it's the second biggest match of the calendar year and Trish provides an attraction in Toronto. It works. They'll be able to put a good enough match together where there will be some intrigue. 
Trish is monster over in general. She's going to be to the moon over in Toronto, which means she'll only have to have a fair to good match. Charlotte will make up for the rest. They'll tell a good story. They'll have some good false finishes. It'll turn out good, and they'll move forward. Thanks for listening. Catch us weekdays on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.